Toxins are not just in the waste dump and at the gas station, they're in your home. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Lean in and get ready to experience the bountiful, blissful, and beautiful vitality that you deserve. Hey, it's Dr. Kieran. Welcome back to another episode of Her Brilliant Health Revolution. I want to start out by giving a shout out to DMRF811, who left a review for the podcast in iTunes. Thank you so much. They gave it five stars and said, Dr. Kieran is a great host that provides great content with outstanding guests. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much, DMRF811, for leaving a review. And I want to welcome any of you who have enjoyed the podcast and gotten value from it to go to iTunes and leave a review. It takes just a few seconds. The number of reviews helps other women just like you to find us, women who need this vital information. You never know, you just might save a life. And today we're talking about toxins with the Toxin Terminator, Amy Carlson. You clean your house, your clothes, and you wash your dishes. But what about the dirt that you can't see that's everywhere, including inside your body? Are you cleaning your body out too? And I don't just mean what most of us think of when we think of this. We think that peeing and pooping are all we need to do to eliminate what could harm us from our bodies, but nothing could be further from the truth. This is the lie that most physicians are taught in their training. I practiced this way for over a decade, honestly. Patients would ask me if they needed to do anything to help detox their body, and I would say, mm, no, your body does it just fine and doesn't need any help from you, because that's what I was taught. Until I learned the truth, that one of the reasons I weighed 243 pounds and suffered with things like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, hair loss, depression, hormone imbalance, and no sex drive was because of toxins that were in my body that couldn't get out because they needed my help. And also that I was living in a sea of toxins and not making any efforts to stop them from getting in because I didn't know what I didn't know and I couldn't see them. Out of sight, out of mind, but an obvious contributor to my poor state of health and yours too. But no worries, because Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator, is here today to help you understand what you don't know and can't see that's threatening your health and robbing you of vitality. She'll tell you why fragrance is the new smoking and how simply changing the products that you use in your home could be the key to better health, energy, and weight loss. Plus, she has a special tool for you at the end that you can use to assess your level of toxicity and a guide on how to start correcting these problems. It's a fact that what you don't know will absolutely kill you. So you might want to listen up and learn what you're not going to hear in your doctor's office. I'll tell you a little bit about Amy and then we'll get started. Amy Carlson is the Toxin Terminator. She's the host of the Toxin Terminator podcast, a best-selling author and featured expert guest on numerous podcasts and summits. Amy has spent the last seven years removing hidden toxins from her own home to be free of chronic disease and has helped hundreds do the same. Through her podcast, she has had access to some of the top doctors, healers, experts, and industry leaders in the natural health and wellness field. Amy's passion is giving hope to those who are still suffering, getting no relief from traditional medicine, and ready to take control by detoxing and cleansing their health and environment. Welcome, Amy. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Oh, Kieran, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and share with your audience. Great. And how are you doing with the current situation uh, that we're in with the sheltering at home? How's that working for you? You know, here's the beauty about my life is this really is not 
different for me. I have been working from home for so many years that it's really not different. My big thing for me is not being able to see my friends and hug on them <laughs> and see my grandkids and hug on them. So uh, that personal touch, you know, lacking that personal touch is sure a little bit different these days, isn't it? Oh, it is. Boy, I bet we could all use a big hug right now. I know I could, that's for sure. Absolutely. My husband just took off yesterday. So now I'm completely alone. So I, I get to empathize for those people that have been in their homes completely alone. It's like, oh, I missed that. I had to find a stuffed animal to hug. <laughs> yeah. So let's, I'm going to put out, send out a big energetic group hug to you and everybody listening, a big old squeeze and know that you're not alone and you are loved and we are going to get through this together. So we are in this and we're going to give you some great information during this time with Amy because she is the toxin terminator and I'm sure that you have a journey that led you to really be so passionate about helping to educate people about why toxins are an issue, what the issues are, and how to get them out of their home. So can you share everyone what your journey was with this? Oh, sure. So I grew up in the automotive world. So we owned uh, quick loop franchises and I was an owner operator. So I worked on cars and in my entire adult life, I had a lot of different chronic disease happening, um, mainly a lot of reproductive issues, and then some neurological issues that were happening. And at any given time, I was never talked about, hey, your environment, both where you work and in your home might be contributing to what's going on. I was always told stress was a big factor in what was going on with my body, but never given solutions on how to manage your stress. It was just the prescription pad got taken out and more prescriptions and more prescriptions and, and nothing ever really helped. And I had one of the big things I suffered from on a daily basis were headaches. And I got migraines maybe twice, three times a month. It just kind of depended on what was going on. And the migraines, I would actually even lose vision on my left side. And I didn't know. I didn't know that there was other options. I just knew when your body was broken, you go to the doctor and they're supposed to fix you. And <laughs> I heard that giggle. And later in life, I mean, I was into my 40s by this time. I had a good friend that kept inviting me to one of those, you know, those kind of presentations, classes, whatever you want to call it, parties. And I kept putting her off and putting her off. And finally, after a year of being invited, I said, yes. I said, you know what? If I come, will you leave me alone? And, and she's like, yes, I will. So the class was all about essential oils. And let me backtrack just a moment, because when I met my husband 16 years ago, he was so into health and wellness. And I specifically, and, and alternative health and wellness, we're not talking go to the doctor, get a pill. It was, you know, how to heal your body naturally. And I remember telling him specifically, well, you just kind of keep that stuff over there with you and I'll come over here and do my thing. <laughs> it was like, I don't want any part of it. And I didn't, but Tina kept inviting me. I finally went and Honestly, I sat there thinking these things stink. I don't know how they're supposed to help me out. I was just not into it, but I did keep a, a bit of an open mind. And I asked about some things that were occurring in my body at that given time, asked if she had anything in her little bag of tricks that would, would help me. And she gave me some things to try out and they worked. And I was surprised. I thought, you know, this is kind of hippie voodoo stuff. But that really is when I opened my mind to maybe there's other options. Maybe there's other things that we need to take a look at. And that really escalated my research and learning. When I changed what I was cleaning my house with, many of my menopause symptoms went away and all my neurological symptoms went away. And that was huge to me. And I wanted to find out why, why, why was this the big connector for me? And then here we are today <laughs> teaching about our everyday products, because that was the big 
thing for me. I thought toxins were like my workplace. I worked on cars, so I was exposed to used oil and used antifreeze and all the different chemicals that we use to clean up with. And I thought that's what toxins were. I didn't understand that the stuff I used every single day was causing so much harm to my body. I love that your story and your journey, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Unfortunately, I do believe that pain pushes us until pleasure and desire pulls us to what we want. And so that was so true for you. And I love that you were so, you were in touch with your body enough to notice the changes you were having when you changed your cleaning products. I find that sometimes we don't pay enough attention with the people I work with, and that can be true for me as well, that we don't don't pay enough attention. We're not dialed in internally, but it really demonstrates the fact that words don't teach, only experience teaches. And sometimes I tell people, you have to just trust me on this. And then when they experience it for themselves, then they become a believer. But sometimes just me telling them or another practitioner telling them, look, you've got to get rid of the toxins that's contributing to your illness, your symptoms, your disease, your lack of energy, your weight gain, your autoimmune condition. I find that people don't believe it because they can't see it. And then when they do the things, take our recommendations and start detoxifying and eliminating toxins, then the experience teaches them and you learn through your experience. And so that's brilliant. And so essential oils, cleaning products, your symptoms start decreasing. Then how did you get further into it? Well, what, what happened is I was so blessed to be in the the area of the country that I was in because the company that I'm involved with has a huge presence in the town that I was in. So they did in-person classes and taught and brought speakers in every single week. So I was so fortunate to dial into that and really start learning about the different products in my home, how they affect the body, how toxins are here and there and all the different places that they are. And then I also started reading. I started going to events. I started listening to other people and just really and finding out that I wasn't the only one, obviously. There are so many people that when we give our bodies what it needs, when we're fueling it with all the right things, our bodies are so fearfully and wonderfully made that they they will heal themselves when we give them the right tools. And that just always amazed me. And I had so much success and I saw so many other people I was sharing. I was talking to others, especially your close little circle, my family, my daughter-in-laws, because I have so many grandkids. I just gave them kits and I said, you will use this. Here you go. <laughs> I love it. Start using these for the kids and start using some of these rather than the other things that you're using. And some, you know, I have a wide range. I've got one daughter-in-law that solely uses many, many, many natural products and very into it. I've got one that's kind of right in the middle and I've got one that's kind of like, yeah, nah, it wasn't for us. And hey, that's okay. But I did. I was like, here, I just want to bless you with this start checking into it and start using it. But seeing that others got results as well. And one of the big ones, let me share this story with you. Our oldest son and his wife, oh gosh, I think this was about, I don't know how many years ago now, maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, they had a a fire in the middle of the night. And thankfully everybody got out okay. But had they not woke up the fire alarms, Actually, the smoke detectors were going off, but no one had heard them. Um, They were so sound asleep in their home. And at that time, I'm trying to think how if they had all three kids. I think that they did. So it couldn't have been more than eight years ago. Anyway, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. But my oldest grandson, Aiden, was highly traumatized because his bedroom was right above the source of the fire and had his dad not woke up when he woke up and got everybody out of the house, Aiden especially would not be here with us today. It was completely smoke-filled. They couldn't see anything. 
and it was very, very traumatic for him. And he struggled, huge separation anxiety to be away from any of his family members. And the only thing that helped was the essential oils for his emotions. He dialed into those so easily that he knew joy was one of the essential oils he used. He just knew this makes me feel good. And I don't feel anxious and my stomach isn't turning when I just, and he'll just hold the bottle and smell Mm -hmm. it. I do the same thing. It's one of my favorites, Joy. And, you know, the clinical trials that have been done on, you know, lavender, for instance, and just showing how it decreases anxiety. If people, women were asked to smell it for 10 minutes before they had a GYN procedure, and it statistically significantly reduced their anxiety. And so, I love essential oils that they're so proven and I loved that it helped with him. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many medical facilities in that are really starting to incorporate essential oils into part of their mix, the, uh, especially surgery, either pre-op and post-op. They're offering out peppermint and lavender specifically to help with that relaxation, like you said, before a procedure. And then also the peppermint to, to help with the nausea that many experience post-op. Right. And I used to use it with my pregnant patients to help with nausea. I do want to just switch gears a little bit and get back to the toxins yes. because I think people really need to know. So what are some uh, toxins that are in the home that you need to get rid of? I know you talk about five pillars of living a toxin-free lifestyle. So what are the things you need to be concerned about and how do you go about getting rid of these? In my seven years of doing this and researching and talking with all the different different people I have, I've kind of developed what I refer to as the five pillars of living a toxin-free lifestyle. So we really have exposure. And when I talk about toxins, I'm specifically talking about the products inside your home and more specifically the things you use every day because there are construction products as well. And those are more difficult for us to make a change with. We can But I like to talk to people about what you use every single day because that's going to have a huge impact on your overall health. So the five pillars are air, water, food, absorption, and mental. These are areas of exposure that we come in contact with on a daily basis. And so let's just kind of go through each one and I'll give you my top one, my top toxin in that category. Is that okay? Sure. That would be great. All right. So when we think of air, the biggest offender in air is fragrance. So we're going to, you know, when we smell that it comes into our nose, it gets into the olfactory system. It's in our lungs. It can cause respiratory issues, asthma issues. That was the the, uh, indicator with my headaches and my migraines with synthetic fragrances. They actually are saying now, and when I say they, I'm talking about scientists, that fragrance is considered the new secondhand smoke, that it is that damaging to our respiratory system and our neurological system as secondhand smoke is. Isn't that crazy? It's so true, though. You know, the fragrance emitting devices that people have, the the plug-ins, the scented candles, the air fresheners, the sprays, they are so toxic. They are also carcinogenic, and people don't realize this, and it's really a big issue, particularly where I live in the southeast. There is a high level of mold in lots of environments, and so people use them, even in doctor's offices to cover up the mold smell, not realizing. And, you know, I have to tell on myself, before I learned about functional medicine, I used to have those things in my office too. (laughs) Oh, I was the biggest. And it's not just what we're cleaning with and we're trying to freshen the air with, right? And that in and of itself is just another band-aid, just like getting a prescription. And I'm not saying all prescriptions are bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just putting a band-aid. We're not getting to the root of what's causing the issue in the first place. So if you're just trying to mask a smell in your house, that's all you're doing is masking it. You're not getting to the source of what's causing this. Where is it at? 
and what's the problem. But it's also fragrances in our laundry soap. It's in our cleaning supplies. It's in our personal care items. It's in so many different things that we use on a daily basis. So it's not just one thing that's causing an issue for us. It's a multitude of things. And that's how we get that bioaccumulation. And we get all those symptoms of toxic overload is because our body just can't handle all the different exposures. Absolutely. And and those fragrances are made from petroleum, from gasoline, essentially. And they're, you know, you know how toxic it, you feel when you go to the gas station and you get a whiff of the gas. Well, essentially that's gas that's been chemically altered to have a fragrance. And then you are getting it from morning, noon to night. And you're, like you said, shampoo, your lotion, your dish detergent, your laundry detergent, your dryer sheet from morning to noon to night, you are inundated with these organic compounds that are toxic. So let's go on to water. Sure. So in water, there's lots and lots of different exposures in water, you know, from pesticides to uh, pharmaceuticals are actually found in water sources. There's heavy metals in our water sources, chlorine and chlormamine. There's fluoride. All of these things are toxic to our body. And toxic to our body just means that our body views it as something that's causing harm and it causes inflammation in the body because our body is trying to get rid of it. It's trying to expel it out. And so in water, what I want to talk to people about, most people think about getting clean drinking water and they do a good job of getting, you know, systems, whether it be a pitcher that you use or an undermount for your sink or even a whole house filtration, which is fantastic because you're covering my next topic. But I want to talk to people about your shower. Mm-hmm. When we are bathing, we are opening up the pores to our body. That is the largest organ of our body. And so everything in that water is being absorbed into your skin. And so if you're not only filtering what you're drinking, you're not getting the biggest crux of the toxins in our water. And that's what how you're bathing. So get they, they have filters that you can put on your shower head. So if you cannot do a whole house system, which is the best thing to do, then get the, sh- the filters that you can put on your shower head and get that water filtered. I had a, a guest on, I want to share the story, that suffered from Meniere's disease. And when she filtered the water in their home, 80% of her symptoms went away. That is how important it is that we have clean water in what we bathe in, what we clean in, and what we drink. Absolutely. I second that. You definitely want to filter your water. And bottled water has been shown by consumer reports to not always be, or 50% of the time, it's the same as tap water. So you really do need to have some type of filter to get the toxins out. And most of those pitcher filters are not adequate to remove things like heavy metals the pharmacologics in our water system, I've seen it stated that in studies have shown that with antidepressants, because so many of us are on them, that we are all effectively being dosed by our water, our municipal water systems, because the filtration doesn't remove those pharmacologics. So definitely need to filter your water. And we are 60 to 70% water. And just like we are what we eat, we are what we drink too. So that is essential. And then what about food? Sure. Now, I want to back up to water just one sure. here. I want to give you guys a tip on that. My research has found that reverse osmosis is one of the better filtering systems that you can use, but there's always combinations of things too. So check that out and get your research. The Environmental Working Group is an organization that looks at uh, the safety of many of our different products. And their website is just ewg.org. And if you go to their website and click on the water tab, they actually have a resource where you can type in your zip code and it will give you 
what tests in your water that's coming into your home. Yes, great resource. They also have information on various water filters and how effective they are. And you can purchase, not from them, but from other sources, a home test kit where you can test your home water just right out of the faucet and see what it has in it. And so those are all great resources. Thank you for adding that. You bet. Hey, have you been feeling anxious about the current climate and new risks to your health? And wondering if your overall level of health is good enough to support you if you were to get sick? You are not alone. Now more than ever, your health has got to be brilliant, support you, and shine. It's time to stop procrastinating on getting the evaluation, knowledge, tools, and support that you know you need to address the roots of what's going wrong with your health, keeping you tired, overweight, lacking in stamina, and on prescription medications. That is just not good enough anymore. New threats mean you've got to develop a better defense, and I'm here to help. I personally invite you to schedule a complimentary phone consultation with me wherever you live to discuss your personal health concerns and how a comprehensive holistic root cause approach can help you not only alleviate the current symptoms you're having, but also boost your level of health resilience. It's all about resilience now. You can sign up on my website, kirandunstonmd.com, where there's additional information about supercharging your wellness during this important time in our history. Let's talk about the third pillar, food. Oh, we could go on and on about food, but the biggest thing I want to talk about with food is pesticides. So many of us already know, you know, with the big push with organic food, that we have food that is highly pesticized. The farmers are just treating everything. I don't care where you are, you are having pesticides in your food. Every single person will probably test positive for glyphosate in their body if you were to have that test done because you're getting it through your food sources, you're getting it through the air you breathe, the water that you drink. It's just coming in through so many different sources. So I want to talk about what we can do. Organic means they're restricted in the amount of chemicals that they can use in their farming practice. It does not mean they don't use any chemicals at all. And I want people to understand that, that organic doesn't mean they're not using anything. It is certainly a better choice when it comes to our food and purchasing our food. So know that. The best choice would be to know your farmer. If you live in an area where you have local farmer markets and you can go and visit with your farmer and find out what their practices are, that is the best option. But organic is a next, you know, second choice that's really good. And one of the things I tell people, because I hear this all the time, is I can't afford to buy all organic produce. I just can't. And I get that. I understand And so I tell people, think about what is it that you eat every day? What are things that are just your number one go-to snacks? Is it grapes? Is it apples? Is it, you know, you eat a lot of salads. Those are the things that you absolutely want to make sure that you're purchasing in the organic section because that's the stuff you're eating all the time. I love that tip. That's fabulous. You know, I just saw they've added, the EWG has added raisins, which kind of makes sense to the list of the dirty dozen of foods with the highest pesticide residue, because you're taking grapes and dehydrating them. And so you're going to concentrate the pesticides as well. But I love that tip to purchase the things you eat every day, because you're going to have the most exposure. And then what about the fourth pillar? Absorption. Yes. Oh, so, so many things in the absorption. (laughs) Again, there's lots in, in all of them, but we have to concentrate on some of the biggest offenders. In an absorption, I would have to talk parabens. I know as a, a prior OBGYN, you've got to agree with me on this one. The parabens, I 
would venture to say that if you were to, had your blood tested, you would probably test positive for parabens being in your blood sample today. Most women are because yeah. it's so prevalent in so many of the products that we use that are absorbed into our bodies from our shampoos, conditioners, face washes, body washes, lotions. It's even in toothpaste. It's in deodorant our makeups, it's all in, in there. And it is a huge endocrine disruptor. I can't cite the study, but there was a study done that actually looked at breast cancer tumors and they found parabens in every single tumor. Yes, thank you for bringing this up. It's interesting because on our food labeling, all ingredients have to be listed that are above a certain concentration. And so that means most artificial flavorings and colorings on packaged foods. But we don't have the same requirements for our makeup and cosmetics and toiletries. And yet we're not putting them in our mouths, but we're putting them on our skin, which as you said earlier, Amy, is our biggest surface area on the external environment. And we are essentially eating them without putting them in our mouths and we don't even know the ingredients. Environmental Working Group does have some great database information on various cosmetics and what they have in them, but it really makes it challenging for the average woman to navigate this. Well, and here's the thing too, is this is so frustrating as somebody who's in our field, is that not only is sometimes it's not even on the label. If you turn, for instance, laundry soap over or your cleaning supply, many times when it comes to ingredients, they list active ingredient and non-active ingredients just says 98%. Right. And you have to go to a website to figure out what the heck is in that product. So it's not even labeled like a food product is. And then they change the names. You know, they use so many different yes. names for different things because people have dialed into, hey, this is not good. And so then they start changing the names of them or using different chemical names for it. And so the, the average consumer has no idea what is in there. For instance, fragrance. The word fragrant on an, an ingredient label simply means there's over 3,163 different ingredients that it can choose from. And it usually has several hundred within that context of the word fragrance. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. It is a huge deception going on. And the chemical industry and the product industry has been able to have laws made where they are allowed to deceive you openly, like with the fragrance. That means typically artificial compounds that are chemicals like VOCs that are used in product. And they do it in food as well. So MSG can be called, I think there's a list of 40 plus names that it can have. So you don't know that you're consuming MSG. And companies will also change the names, like you said. So people know bisphenol A is not good in plastics, BPA. So they'll say BPA free, but they use other types of the same chemical that's not called BPA. So you still have the effect, you're getting toxic the same way, but you are falsely deceived into having a false sense of comfort that you're doing something healthy for yourself. And so thank you for bringing this up. And I think this it's important to note that, you know, what do we do about this? I'm sure that people listening are feeling very indignant and angry right now, which you rightly should. And what you can do is you can lobby for what you know is right. You can educate your friends and family on these topics. And you really have to use your voting power to make change, although it can be challenging because these industries are very entrenched part of our economic system. But thank you so much for highlighting that. Yes. And the other thing I would add to that, Dr. Karen, is, is, you know, be educated, be informed, because when you're informed, you get to make better decisions and research and find there are many wonderful companies out there that are producing safe 
products for us. And I encourage you to look them up and find them. Then, then that way you don't have to learn how to read a label. You don't have to, you know, be the scientist because some want to be and some don't. They want the easy button. And so I encourage you to find those out. And there's a couple resources, especially when we talk about absorption that I want to share with you, which is Think Dirty. You can download that to your phone. You can scan or put in your personal care product and it will give you a safety reading from zero to 10. Also, the EWG has one called Healthy Living. Now, some things I don't always agree with on the Think Dirty app. Uh, same thing with EWG because I know my ingredients, but it's a great baseline for you to start. I love that. Thank you for sharing those resources. So hopefully people listening will check those out. And let's move on to five, the mental pillar. Oh, this is my favorite pillar because in my opinion, it's the most important. You can change what you're doing physically, but if you don't change what you're doing mentally, the physical changes are not going to last for you. And you're going to fall back into old patterns, old behaviors. And I cannot talk about mental without talking about two different aspects of it. Number one is the stories that we tell ourselves, the, the, the power of our words. And number two is negative energy. I think both are equally important and we have to talk about them both. There, when we talk about words, there are thoughts that we have that our inner voices, and we have the, the power to change those words that we are telling ourselves, those stories that are entrenched. When we think about what a brain looks like, I love this analogy. The brain is like grooved and there's lines all over the place. And I think about the stories that we tell ourselves as being those little lines in there, those grooves that are, are already set because we've heard it from a parent, from a mentor, maybe from ourselves, a spouse, a loved one, or we've spoken over ourselves so many times that our brain says, this is real. This is our reality. And it can be something simple, like I'm so absent-minded. When you tell yourself that over and over again, your brain says, yep, you're right. You're absent-minded. We have the ability to change those grooves. We can change the story. We can stop ourselves. And when I first learned this concept, sometimes it's difficult to know when you're in that pattern, when you're in that negativity, that those words that you're choosing to speak over yourself. And my husband and I developed the stop, drop and roll. Remember when we were kids and the firemen came in and they taught us how when, if you get on fire, you need to drop to the ground and roll. Well, your brain is on fire when you're telling yourself such terrible stories. And so my husband said, why don't you just stop, drop and roll? And I looked at him and I thought, that is crazy, but it worked for me. I needed a physical thing I could do to stop my, by my brain, to stop the process. And I would drop to the ground. Thankfully, I work at home so I could do this and not look ridiculous out there. And I did it for a period of time and it helped me start identifying the stories I was telling myself and learning new stories that I could tell myself instead. And so you literally dropped to the ground yep. and rolled when you would have these negative thoughts. I did. I did. <laughs> I love I'm, it. I'm a person that needs, I have to write things. I have to have a physical thing in order for my body to release. I've learned that through time about myself. And you might not need something so extreme. Some people just need to think about a stop sign, you know, stop, just stop right there and then re-switch, you know, get your brain going in a different direction. There's a study out there that shows our thoughts, well, we can change our thoughts, but what I'm trying to say is that the thoughts alone aren't necessarily what is causing the damage to ourselves, but when we speak it, and if we think it enough, we will speak it. But once we speak it out loud, 70% of the time that becomes reality for you. When you use the spoken word and you say those negative thoughts out loud, 
70% of the time it's going to become your reality. Right. And so even in this time that we're in, people are having a a lot of negative emotions and a lot of negative thoughts going to worst case scenarios. I know I went down the tubes a couple of times with that. And maybe I should have thrown myself on the ground and rolled. But really, you know, in this download that I just created about essential self-care for brilliant health resilience and how to boost your immune system, the first thing I talk about is mental hygiene in there, energetic hygiene, and really getting your thoughts right, getting your beliefs right, getting your emotions right, and getting your connection to something greater than you. And so I love that you know that about yourself. I really encourage all the clients I work with that part of the healing journey is to get to know yourself better than you know anyone else and what works for you, what doesn't, what are your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, and really learning how to work with that. I have seen people use a rubber band around their wrist when they have negative thoughts and they'll snap it. Or I've heard of another method where you have one of those wristbands that has some promo info on it. And you just use it as a reminder that whenever you have a negative thought, oh, you got to switch it to the other wrist. And then when you have a negative thought, you got to switch it back. And (laughs) I remember somebody saying, actually, oh gosh, what was his name? He was a visiting minister at a service I visited and he had written a book about a complaint-free world. And I think he said the first day that he wore the wristband, he had to switch it back and forth 41 times. <laughs> so whenever he complained, he even it was if it was in his head, he had to switch it back and forth. So any tips for people in the current situation with the pandemic and sheltering in place that you would, and we may be out of it by the time this episode goes live, but we're still not going to go back to a normal way of life pre-coronavirus. So what tips do you have for people to mitigate their mental toxicity? Number one, you need to understand that whatever you are telling yourself, your brain, your consciousness does not understand the difference between real and not real. So whatever you're telling yourself, it says this is real. And so if you're giving yourself all the negative stuff, that's where your brain is going to go. And here's the thing. I get negative. You said you went down that rabbit hole. Allow yourself, you know, sometimes we just need to have that. And it's okay to dive into those feelings because here's the thing. When we suppress a feeling or emotion, we we predetermine this is somehow bad or negative. And so we're pushing it away. It's going to keep coming back. It's going to keep surfacing its ugly head until we deal with it. So lean into it. That's what so many people do. What I've experienced is they've determined, ooh, this is a bad feeling. This is a bad emotion. I don't want to feel it. And they push it away. Feelings are feelings. There's no good or bad feeling. They're all feelings. And lean into it because it's not going to last forever. When we lean into it, we can feel it with our whole body, know that it's there, and then we can release it. We can say, all right, does this serve me good? Does it provide a purpose for me in my life right now? Nope, I can I can bless you and release you and let you go. Thank you very much for coming in. You know, and let it go. Don't avoid those emotions, but don't stay there. Allow yourself to feel it, but don't stay there and move on, you know, from it. Because if you wake up and you stub your toe and and you you know hit your knee against something you know as you're getting your coffee and it, you know god this is a horrible day today and i can't believe you know i'm hurt and stuff well your the rest of the day is probably not going to be a whole lot better if we don't shift the mindset and learning that you've got that choice is really super empowering yes i know i used to do some uh, coaching with mary manon morrissey and she used to say all pity parties have an end. So allow yourself the pity party and then it's over and get on and get up and do something else. So we've been talking for a long time. Great information. Thank you for sharing this. But I want to touch on, and I think we've touched on it a little bit already, but the term greenwashing. Can you help everyone understand what that is? So greenwashing is a term, I'm not even sure who came up with it, but what it means is it's marketing. It's where companies take their products and make you feel 
as though this were safe and a good choice for you to make for you and your family. I especially see it with summer products, baby products. They use things like plant-based, all natural. I'm trying to think of other terms that they, you know, they're just use words 100% pure. Well, in the United States, you know, pure doesn't mean what we think it means. And that's the other thing I want to say is that when I first got into this world, I thought if it's on the shelves in a store, it's been vetted by our government and <laughs> for me to use. I was so far from the truth, you know, with that ideology that it's just crazy to me what's allowed. In the U.S. is far different than the European nations. For instance, when we talk cosmetics, the European nations have banned well over 1,300 ingredients to be used in personal care products. United States, I think we're at eight. Right. This is such a big issue. You know, I we had for a brief period where I live a, a new quote-unquote health food store that was a lower-priced option to Whole Foods. And I understand that they're trying to fill a need, but I went in there and they had so much greenwashing going on, I just became infuriated. So for instance, chicken, they'll have a green label on it and it'll say all natural, no added hormones or antibiotics ever. So the average person sees that and they've heard that poultry is injected with hormones and antibiotics and it can be toxic and all of this. And they think, oh, I'm getting this and they're paying more for it than the regular chicken. But the truth is that what they're saying means that we didn't add any antibiotics or hormones to this meat after we packaged it, when we were packaging it and sending it to you. Those animals still got hormones and antibiotics when they were being raised because that's when they're given it. So people don't understand they're preying on our ignorance and that the average person doesn't understand that. And that is greenwashing. It's also the green labels that they put on things and they'll say, all natural, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have certain chemicals in it. So it can ha be made, for instance, jam from strawberries that had pesticides sprayed on them. So if it doesn't say organic, it doesn't mean that. It can say all natural. So that's a form of greenwashing, right? Correct. And there's a lot of companies who have put organic in their, their name. And it doesn't mean they're organic. They just use that name. They know that uh, the consumers know, well, organic is better than not. So, you know, true organics, you know, organic truths. Uh, there's so many out there, but it doesn't mean it's organic. Now, the EWG has a really good section in their website as well that give you the labels that are on our food and products that we can purchase at stores and tells you what those labels mean and what to look for. Yeah, so definitely check out ewg.org. And you should look for the USDA organic seal if you really want to know if it's organic. But I think that's such an important issue. And Amy, we could t I could talk to you for hours, and there's so much for people to know. I know that sometimes people can get a little overwhelmed by when they start learning about toxicity. I know for me, it was a big eye-opener when I started this journey over 10 years ago to just look at the toxins that I was exposed to and how it was contributing to my poor health and what I needed to do about it. So where do you tell people to start? Yeah, just like with picking your organic food, look at what do you use every day that's gonna affect your, your life. Start looking at those products. What's going on with you? I have a free toxic risk assessment. Super easy to do, takes you less than five minutes that you can get through my website and take that and, and it'll be an eye opener to maybe where some of your exposures are. And then start, do one thing, just one thing. Don't try to do it all at once. That's very overwhelming. If we can just do one thing, it took me three years to get my everyday products that I used in my home toxin free, three years. So just know, you're going to do it at your own pace, at your own journey, and just start paying attention. Maybe you switch out your toothpaste. Maybe you switch out your laundry soap. 
Maybe you switch out what you clean with. You know, maybe you switch out your deodorant. Just do one thing because it's going to be better for you. Yes, and I love your assessment. I did it. And if you want to share everyone your website address, we'll also put the link to the toxic risk assessment in the show notes. But tell everyone how they can find out more about you. Sure. So the best bet is to just go to my website. It's Amy, and that's spelled A-I-M-E-E Carlson, C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. You can take the assessment if you want to. You can set up a chat with me if you want to talk to me more. You can go through there. You can email me. You can get to my Facebook group through there. You can listen to the podcast. All the ways to connect with me are really right through my website. Okay, fabulous. We will definitely put the link in the show notes to your website and the toxic questionnaire. I want to ask you a few questions I love to ask my guests. Guests, uh, my listeners are always excited to hear these answers. So what is your personal number one health practice that you cannot do without? I'm going to say prayer Mm. is what I'm going to say. Stress is a major component in our overall health. And it was a huge component in my overall health. And when I find myself feeling overwhelmed, anxious, fearful, it's because I'm trying to control things. And I'm forgetting who really is in the driver's seat. And I have to make sure I go back to prayer and be reminded of that. And then that relieves a lot of the stress that comes for me. Love that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And then what's your superpower? I think teaching is my superpower. I love to be able to talk with people and help walk them through the decision-making process that they need to make. I love that. Yes, you are a great teacher. And last but not least, the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health Revolution, and you are a contributor to the revolution, Amy. What does Her Brilliant Health mean to you? Her Brilliant Health to me means that you are vibrant, that you are not a bystander of life, that you are engaged in life, you're shining bright, you're enjoying everything. And that's the difference between feeling good and not feeling good is that you're an active participant in this thing called life. I love that. Yes, active participant. So you have heard a lot of wonderful information from Amy today. And I want to you to ask yourself, how are you going to implement this in your life? What are you going to start changing? Are you going to go do the toxic assessment questionnaire on her website and find out how you can start making changes that can improve your health? You don't have to do it all today. You just have to take the first step because a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So thank you so much for joining us, Amy. You've provided so much valuable information and inspiration. Uh, Thank you so much. I was honored to be part of, of your world and come talk to your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and send it to someone who would benefit from it. If you love the show and really want to support it, please go to iTunes, write a review and subscribe. This helps other women find us so that they too can heal and enjoy brilliant health. I've got a gift for you. If you take a screenshot of your review, post it on your social media and tag me, I'll send you a special surprise right to your inbox. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, healing and getting optimally healthy isn't magic, it's science.